I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. Uh, thanks for rolling with the changes, uh, as a, a lot of you people know. Um, and yeah, I said it, you people. The podcast used to be called uh, Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger, but we had to change it because of the name and also because of new partnerships. La, 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 la. But this way you can tell your parents about it and don't have to curse. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce my, my guest, who is a, an old friend of mine who we've, been, we've hung out many, many times, and he's been very generous about having me on his platforms. And we've, uh, we've had some crazy times. Please welcome Doug Benson. Doug, how are you, man? Hey, I'm great. <laughs> hashtag UTC. Doug, I love your hat. It says concentrate. Yeah, because uh, we really need to focus and help these people with their problems. That's right. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea that you have a different hat for every uh, kind of interaction dur- you have during the day, including various <laughs> podcasts. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's, it's, they're all, they all mean the same thing. I've got one that says focus. I've got one that says pay attention. Center in. <laughs> I've seen you wearing the center in one at, at, yeah. at festivals. Um, mm-hmm. what, one, thing, one thing this whole cockamamie situation made me realize is that I've just, I, obviously we're not seeing a lot of each other. But it's 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 made it's made us all kind of check in more. Uh, have you checked in more with people, or have you been more withdrawn? How you been? Uh, that's the thing is these all of us having podcasts, uh, you know, and and these kind of makeshift uh, stand up shows and stuff. It's like it really is, uh, you know, nice to be able to interact with everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's you know that's a a, a good part, I guess. And, you know, most podcasts weren't in a live, in front of a live situation to begin with. Right. So it really, you know, to the listeners, the podcast hasn't changed except for, you know, the constant talking about what's going on. But, you know, um, that's the weirdest thing for Doug Loves Movies is now that it's just being done, you know, Zoom style. Right. And uh, it, I still enjoy it. I think, you know, people are enjoying listening to it, but it's just, you know, it really changes the show. Yeah, I mean, you bring up an interesting point that, that I really wasn't thinking about is maybe even though I was just talking with uh, uh, Jessica Jessica Kirsten the other day on her podcast about how like as a stand up I feel like I feel like a horse and somebody came and took my legs off in the night and like so I've just been in this bed and it's nice I'm comfortable but I want to run baby you know yeah but at the same time. We, I feel like we're maybe a, built for this a little better than some people because most of us either have podcasts or do them pretty regularly, and so we have that kind of that 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 we we have a, a, a comfortable level of just being recorded as we're talking. Whereas <laughs> yes. mo, most people, uh, when they do a Zoom, they do a meeting, or anything like that, they're like, "Oh, I don't like this. This is weird." And it is Zoom. Anything is fucking weird. Because you're kind of just staring into someone's face the whole time, and uh, every everything's kind of very very one on one. I've always 
from from the start of FaceTime, I have wholly rejected it. If I'm in a FaceTime conversation, it's because uh, you know I butt dialed somebody, <laughs> or or they butt dialed me. You know what I mean? Like, and even my friends that I have accidentally FaceTime go, yeah. I was like, oh, what happened? Why is he FaceTiming me? You know, like it means there's some sort of emergency situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I just don't like it. I don't like. I don't want to look at the person I'm talking to on the phone. Right. Yeah. I that was that was a technology <laughs> thing that you know. I remember when when I was a kid. And I'm sure when you were too. They were always just like, "Oh man, the day we have phones, we can see each other. We'll never going back." And it was like, no. Like once that technology came, it was like uh, I like that I can uh, be naked or be doing anything that they're not watching. You know, while I'm, while I'm doing all this stuff. So it's. Yeah, it that's, why, uh, that's why walkie-talkies are still fun. Yes, right. Because it's like, it's a throwback to like this thing where you didn't have to see each other all the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they think that we'd want, we'd want communication above all else and, ha and not reserve any of our, our distance. When the truth is people want more distance. You would, you would, people would rather text than call, almost always. Mm -hmm. Just to get just to get done with the information, you know, like so that's what I'm still doing is, you know, is a lot of texting, and a lot of DMs and a lot of, uh, you know, and then a lot of just joining people coming together with people on our various shows. And, you know, Instagram's a lot of fun to jump on there and just bring your friends in. I know mm -hmm. people like Eddie Pepitone and Jeff Ross are. Yeah, uh, both doing like oh, oh, and Rain Wilson. They all have like uh, they just go on Instagram and then you know either bring in a planned guest or in the case of Jeff Ross, he just sits there and uh, roasts people. Yeah, they just I love they that. just roll through. He insults them for a while and then he hangs up on them and <laughs> then he gets somebody else. And it's it's I watched it the other day. It's fascinating uh, programming. Like I think it should be a real TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's it just cuts all the fat out. You know, yeah, and it's just, and they're all showing up to be, uh, to hear horrible things. Like, he can't be too mean. Right. Because that's what they're there for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, ex that's exactly it. And it, you're seeing it through this kind of, um, this prism, rather than, you know, having to communicate with total strangers on a personal level. You're kind of like, oh, I'm just, I'm just enjoying this. This, this is entertainment still. That's yeah. like how, why, why TikTok is so huge. I wouldn't want to actually just look, watch what a family's doing, but if they do a fun dance or someone falls down some carpeted stairs to the tune of a hit record, I'm in. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see someone take a fall uh, while Hit Me Baby One More Time is playing. Absolutely. I, I still, I love, I love comedy and uh, I love stand up and all that, but nothing's ever made me laugh harder than a, a America's Funniest Home Video montage of people falling down the stairs. I remember, just, like, it was just, it was unrelenting of different people missing a step and going. Yeah. Going. One guy with a thing of laundry. And the great thing about, with respect to Tosh.0, it's good for what they've done, but America's Funniest Home Videos, you know you're going to see no injuries. You know no one, a guy could be up yeah. on a snow-covered roof, and he's going to yeah. fall in. You can laugh because he's going to be fine because it's a G-rated <laughs> show, you know? Yeah, it's not like Jackass where then there's three minutes of watching somebody limp around crying. <laughs> a bone sticking out of their leg. <laughs> yeah. And then you're cracking wise about it. I'm like, I don't need, I can't handle that right now. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I get injured, I never want it to be in a situation where my buddies are laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I, I never wanted to be have that kind of pirate crew friend group. <laughs> It's like, oh, you caught a musket in the chest. <laughs> let's let's laugh. <laughs> we can't help you. We're out at sea. <laughs> they took the expression laughing all the way to the bank, changed it to hospital. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. And you're supposed to be laughing. The injured person is supposed to be laughing all the way to the bank. You're not laughing, and you're going to the hospital. Your friends are laughing. But they keep doing it. I, there's going to be a new Jackass movie, and I just I can't be, I can't believe it's that's still a thing. I mean, I love Johnny Knoxville, but the shit he's put his body through, I just why? Yeah, I, I, and I, it won't be funny. Any, we won't have we won't be able to go back and watch the old movies if he dies in one. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah, it'll ruin everything. They, they've done they've done everything. Why do they keep pushing it? It's just like guys, just how about now just survive? How about Jackass is you guys just laughing at each other because you're because there's a pandemic and you're not dead yet. Yeah, and you're la laughing at <laughs> fate itself. You made it. You're, yeah. you're, you're all in your fifties. You're good. You made it out. So good. They got a yeah. little money, I hope. I mean, if he dies, it'll be the old jackasses will be like watching the naked gun movies when OJ shows up. And you're like, oh, I forgot OJ Simpson is in these. And it's amazing. It's pretty character. funny, though. That one scene where he is on that boat and he gets hit in the face. It's like a series of pratfalls. He gets hit hurt. in the face by everything and then eventually falls off the boat. Yes. I mean, that is, that's even funnier now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, at least that would be some punishment. Yeah. I don't like the dialogue scenes and scenes where people are treating him like he's a, you know, a nice person or whatever. Right. But that part. That sequence is, is pretty funny. And also the one at the baseball. Because then he shows up again at the end of that one. He's in a wheelchair. And he goes down. Uh, he's, I think he's even on the bed, right? He's like in a full. Yes. The whole, the whole bed bounces down the stairs. And it hits the, the rail. And he, he flips like eight times. Yeah. Yes. I it's forgot very, about that. Very that violent. So that's, that, that can be cathartic. I bet you uh, Ron Goldman watches it every day. <laughs> oh, God. Or is it Fred? Which one? Which one's? Yeah, wasn't it? Or was the Ron? The dad is Fred, or the dad was Fred, right? That was Fred. That uh, that uh. The mustache. That what's his name had the had the bit about. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm blanking. Anyway, about meeting him and couldn't figure out who he was. Damn it! Oh, uh, that's so. Funny. You yeah, know, just couldn't, just couldn't place it. I don't I don't know who you're talking about, but that's a great uh, tall guy, great ball, the, the the metal comedian. You know him. Brian Prasane? Yeah, Prasane. It was Prasane. Thank you. <laughs> I saw. I did. I did. A, I did a John Oliver's uh, stand-up show the night he first. Uh, I think did that bit. And, oh, okay. Uh, I remember watching it from backstage and just laughing and cringing at the same time. So, <laughs> Doug, do you get a lot of asks for advice? I mean, you've been doing comedy what twenty-five years longer? Yeah, a long time. And and also, I was really excited at first about this question because it sounded like you were asking me, "Do you get a lot of asks?" Um, I get, get asses and a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, I uh, um, do. I do. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, what kind of things do people ask you? Is it do they ask you about comedy and careers in comedy, or is it more broader than that? 
broader than that. We actually kind of ask people to stay away from the comedy thing and the producers filter out if, you know, how do I make it? What do I, it's just, you just do it until you, you, you've run out of gas is really. Yeah. Well, I've answered those questions, you know, two seconds into, you know, as soon as you seem like you have a career that's working at all, everybody wants to know Mm -hmm. how, you know, What's, what's the secret? What's the and secret? especially with stand-up comedy, the secret is a million things. And right now, I say go to Gary Goldman's Twitter account. He's oh, got yeah. a list of like hundreds of tips, Perfect. and it's like they're all great, but they're like, all so good. But yeah. you can't. Nobody can do them all. You have no to way. find your own way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. you have to make. A, that's that's but, tip number one: is you have to do all of it. You have to do all of it. The yeah. tips aren't going to do it for you. <laughs> there's, no, there's no magic elixir you can drink and it'll work yeah. out. But you've also carved out, you've been you've done so much in podcasting. You're obviously a huge figure in the, in the marijuana, uh, I'll say movement in a sense. You know, do you have like, you have, a, I'm sure have a lot of people who would ask you, um, what would you think about me doing this? What would you think about me doing that? So do you, do you get that from your, you know, just societal hangouts or, you know? Oh yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, because of, because of the varying, you know, things that I've touched on in my career, I've got all these different, uh, niches, niches of people who then when they get their chance to ask me questions, they ask me about it. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know. Yeah. I'm always having to tell people what my favorite strain of weed is, what my favorite movie is, you know, like uh, <laughs> a favorite uh, restaurant because I have a food podcast, you know, like all that stuff. Like, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm an expert on none of it. And I hate, I hate, uh, I like recommending things, but yes. I don't really like saying this is the best or that's the best because it's, you know, it's all, it's all up to the individual. That's you it. Know? You kind of just nailed the whole theme of this of this show because I am I'm not an expert, but I you know I can hopefully help. I mean, it, the whole the whole title itself is tongue in cheek, you know, where it's just like this might help. I don't know. I don't know. But, here's but just just hearing somebody talk it through, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and it just you know just think about it and see see what we come up with. I think uh, you know I think it's a great idea. Thanks, man. Well, perfect. Awesome intro on that. Uh, let's let's roll the first caller, Renee. Matt, Matty B. How's it going? My name's Sam. Uh, you re- referred to me as Thor during your St. Paul set. I have since cut my hair. I got this sexy new haircut, and then the fucking pandemic happened, so I haven't really been able to show it off. But I threw it up on my old, uh, you know, dating apps. Um, got some matches, got some likes, but what the fuck am I supposed to do during this quarantine? You know, there's, I mean, I just feel like there's nothing to talk about. You can only talk about goddamn Tiger King so many times. Um, and I just, I guess I'm looking for advice on how to, how to foster relationships, um, digitally, conversationally, you know, exclusively for months on end without it, without it just sort of fading, fading out and petering into boredom. Um, or do I just give up entirely on the, on the prospect of dating for the next few months and start fresh when everything's, everything's good to go again out in the world. Um, looking for advice on that front. Um, so just, yeah, if you can help a guy out, um, 
I love your stuff. I love your podcast. I always love listening to you. Uh, take it easy. Stay safe. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling, man. Doug, what would you what would you say to the young man? So much, you know. That's the thing is, uh, I see this all the time at like Q and A's after screenings and stuff. Like sometimes uh, there's so much to a question people don't ask. <laughs> a question where you can just jump. Like, you know, we can't begin to say just yes or no or maybe to this guy. This is a real complicated question. And the first thing, and also I get lost on certain things. And as soon as he said Tiger King, I was just like, spent a lot of that listening to it, but also thinking, <laughs> fuck, that, fuck that Tiger King. Like, I, the, the, the way that guy treated people and animals, I hate that people think he's a, a figure to like sit around and laugh about and, yeah. and that he's entertainment because he's so, he's so horrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess that's where we are. Um, I, 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 go, I just go back to those two gorillas that were separated by a cage for like, what, 20 years? And then they open the cage up and they can finally hug each other. I was just like, you know, like, why? 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 <laughs> and, and, and him kind of going, hmm, I guess that was kind of cruel. Like, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I have little sympathy for someone who's an absolute sociopath when it comes to human beings and animals and then they're caught and they go you know what i think i, I yeah. think i have a problem it's like yeah. you, you know you're just fucking trapped now yeah and you're trying to get out you don't care yeah and he, if no one found out you're you know, a millionaire you would be going anyway so. and he's walking around whatever prison he's in all like uh you know with the juice of knowing that out in the world he's this <laughs> popular figure right right like, i want to just go away just be in jail and you know yeah. think about what you've done <laughs> yeah don't don't like no no longer popular exactly yeah so anyway so so yeah, yeah, so we both I think we both agree that this guy's right that like uh, talking about Tiger King is is a waste of time. Yes. And um and but I don't know. I just I that's one of the things where you know, I count my blessings and I'm in a relationship that I'm very happy with. So the issue doesn't have to be a concern of mine, but I think about everybody that's single and I think how yeah. What can they do? Dude, I think about that all the time. I, you know, I can hear my wife on a conference call in the next room. And uh, even that in its weird way is reassuring. If I'm just in here working on something or whatever, uh, how people that only have like movies or music or podcasts or uh, the voices in their head to keep them company. And they are wanting romantic companionship i think so this this is this i met this guy at the show and he's, he was great and as a is a young dude and, and uh you know i think it's i think it's kind of just the time where you don't i wouldn't even i wouldn't look at it as dating because let's face it it's fucking not like every article is like the age of zoom dating it's like you're not really dating you know just it's yeah. it's, it's like speed dating you're not dating you're meeting someone it's speed meeting like with this, you should just look at it as a time. I, I, my advice to him would be like, don't don't withdraw completely because you can make connections 
that might kind of pay off later, you know, romantically speaking. But for now, just kind of have those little, little times, uh, you know, if someone reaches out, be like, oh, let's Zoom, let's talk and see, you know, check in on each other and stuff. But if either side is like, um, oh, I'd really, I, I, I think I'd love to talk to you tomorrow or something, then be like, okay, I think we should just keep this. Yeah. Like, like I, I, anyone that's connections, non-sexual. I, I think that would be what I would say, you know, I don't know, but it's rough. Yeah. Or, or the other way to go is it just, you know, just, there's gotta be people out there that you could have some fun that's, you know, sexual oh. over these formats or whatever. And, uh, you know, just sort of get by, uh, in that sense. And, but yeah, I think that, I think if you spend a lot of time talking to one person right now and building up a relationship that could be genuine thing, how long before you can really do it is only going to, it's going to romanticize the relationship to a point where you'll be more frustrated by the lockdown and the quarantine. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what's driving everybody to do things that they shouldn't be doing yet because it's just so hard for people to not, you know, experience other people and, and pleasure. Yes. Whatever it is that brings them pleasure. Cause there's people that don't like people at all, but they are sad that they can't go surfing every day like they normally do or whatever. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, and, and these people that go out and say freedoms have been taken away. It's like, well, the freedom to do whatever you want, yeah, that's been taken away. But you've yes. never, you've never really had that. No, that you could do anything you want in a in a society. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it just it's you just have, you know, less freedom, and, and it's a unforeseen and unfortunate and horribly inconvenient thing. But the but let's say let's say Matt, you were just dating somebody, or you met somebody that uh, you know it's really going great, and you're both quarantined separately. I mean, am I crazy to think that if you both spend like do like a two week quarantine apart from each other, that you could essentially you know you could you know you could decide to cohabitate? Yeah, I, I know. And then, you know, if you just do it safely and ease into it, and then once you're both in the same home for a few days, then you could have sex, whatever, right? Because, you know, it's just a, it's more about like people that live together can, can get through this. Yes. To go, it's the taking it out, taking, you know, anything in or out is the problem. Like staying That's a, re- that's a really know. great point. That's a really great point. Because it's like, I've talked with my parents about doing that because they're, they're supposed to visit later this year. And we were like, well, if it's still that bad, my parents are like, oh, we'll get an Airbnb in your neighborhood for two weeks and we just won't leave it. And I was like, great. Yeah, that's, what, that's what they all kind of say in, term, in terms of acceptable. It's, I mean, life itself is acceptable risk. You, you can't stay in your house all the time. You got to grocery shop sometimes. You gotta, there will be a time you got to go out there. So it's like, yeah, exactly. If they, if they, if they are, you know, like, I, I think if you've, sh- you've been apart for two weeks, you know, and you haven't shown after that two weeks, you haven't shown any kind of, yeah, hop in your car, don't go anywhere else, go to that person's house. And if they, you know, the, the problem comes is if they don't live together and yet they're going. Well, that's to- the thing is you have to decide pretty much to like yeah. spend all the 
time together, but it's like, you know, if it's really, why wait till the end of this thing? Because we don't know how long it's going to last. And also everyone's going to decide to do stuff at their own speed. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like just because comedy clubs are open, Matt, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to do any shows. Right. No, not yet. You not know, yet. it's crazy. No. I don't even want to fly there. No. But even if it was in, you know, even if like, you know, Flappers and Burbank was open and even if people are sitting six feet apart, what it, what's the point? Yeah. You know, the yeah. point is to either get everybody together and do a real show or not. Yes. You well, know, we can do this uh, safely. You know, everybody can see us and hear our jokes. Right. It's interesting. Like, I, I, I do see the social distancing thing uh, for, for a comedy club. You know, I got no knock against those comedians that are looking to do it and stuff. Everyone has to pay their bills and stay out there and stuff. It's yeah. definitely not ideal. But I do think, you know, maybe it'll be different in a month. But right now, you know what, you know what it feels like to me? It feels like drunk driving because it feels like one of those things where it's the most commonly committed uh, crime there is. And it's totally wrong. You should never do that. But if you went and, and you had a couple drinks and you jumped in your car, you'd probably be fine. You probably wouldn't hurt anyone. But there's that chance. Yeah. That chance. That that's what I would constantly be worried about, which for the same reason I don't drink and drive. It's like, like there's that, uh, there's that 0. 0.00 or whatever it is, 5% chance that you're, you have people in a room and one has it and they, they're, they're a non-symptomatic you know, carrier and it bounces over the fucking walls and 15 people get it because that one guy came. You know? Yeah. It just, that's, that's what I'm worried about. And people are really not, they're really ignoring the asymptomatic thing. I don't know if it's like too big of a word or something, but I hear, <laughs> I hear and see people all the time who just think if you're healthy, you're healthy and you can't give it or get it. Yeah. No. And it's just, it's not that simple. No. And it's yeah. just, you know, you see these graphics on TV of like how it spreads and stuff. And it is just like, uh, I was already like, a person that really went hard at avoiding the flu before mm -hmm. this happened. Okay. So like over the last couple of years. So like I was already super into like uh, hand sanitizing or washing my hands after contact with anybody that I'm not, you know, it's not my girlfriend and uh, you know, or a friendly dog. I might not wash my hands after that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was already really diligent about this shit. And so now once it started happening, I've just kept doing it, you know, even more intensely. But, um, you know, people that never washed their hands ever, are they really starting to now? We don't know. And I don't think they are. But like, people are just crazy. They'll just do what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the, at the beginning of all this, when I was still traveling and I had these three weekends in a row and people would ask me like, Oh, are, are you scared? And I was like, I'm not, you know, we didn't know everything back then. And I wasn't like, no, I don't care. I was like, yeah, I'm concerned. But the biggest changes I've seen have been positive in that I'm, I go to the bathroom in the airport, every guy washes his hands. And that used to be like a third of them fits yeah. and walk right out the door. No, now everyone washing and like so that was I will say probably that's one of the only silver lining linings besides the environment improving. 
is that people are oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. washing their hands. No, there's yeah. lots of there's lots of little weird silver linings. Like I'm, I'm finding them all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because I, I don't have anything better to do, but uh, yep. they are, you know, they're all little, but when, whenever you see them, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. well, that's uh, cool. I, can, that ain't I can find things that's still, nice. you know. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so I think for, for, our, for our pal Thor, I'm still going to call him yeah. Thor. It's yeah, like let's help him out. But uh, I, I think it's, I think we did. I think, I think it basically is, uh, you know, don't, don't put too much pressure on those connections, but also, at the same time, to your point, which is well made, don't be afraid to leap. If you make a real one, take a take two weeks of going of, of saying, "What do you think? Should we try it?" You know, and it could yeah. be a good thing. I think that's a great great point. People need to save money on rent now too. Ab absolutely. So it's so much better than moving in with your parents, moving into a new relationship. You know, <laughs> so much better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might not, you know, might not work out, but, uh, you know, it's worth a shot. But, you know, the other thing I wanted to say, uh, what was the dude's name? I just call him Thor. I forget what okay. he yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were playing with him. And that. Thor, um, I just want to say to Thor that, first of all, that hammer is so mighty. But also, um, whatever it is, your, whatever your profession is, like, did he get into that at all? Did he say what he does? No. I don't know. Whatever whatever that is, you know, now is a great time to think about ways to either step that thing you were doing up or move over to something else and to, gen you know, genuinely start working on it. I don't know if he's got any creative outlets that he was pursuing, but if he does, that's another way to, you know, because the, the dating and, you know, texting and all that stuff in normal life takes up so much of your brain space. Right. And this is such a great opportunity to be like, not concerned about that not checking your phone all the time actually yep. getting getting your hands in and you know getting really getting something done i just don't know what that would be for him but you know there must be something that you know even even something as ridiculous as you know redecorating or cleaning your home you know in a more intense way than you've ever done before you know there's just things you can get done that when this is over you'd be like well at least i didn't just sit around watching tv the whole time yeah, or, or dream about being in love, you know, or finding someone, you know, because there yeah. will be time. Not that there's ever a time you shouldn't look for new love if you if you want it at an age, but this is a young guy we're talking about. He's got some time. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's no, there's real no, no, like, he's not missing out on uh, no yeah. uh, family and all that stuff. Like, he's exactly, you know, he doesn't have any reason to panic. So he should no. figure out the best way to enjoy himself. I find it's hard to like, I can't watch a lot of movies because, you know, uh, I just want to go back to worrying about what's going on. You know, I, I, I don't, I can't really completely escape into them. You yeah. Know? It's hard. It's hard. It, it, yeah. it, it's important to detach, I think. Yeah. You know? And I do like, I'm watching a ton of stuff. I just like, you know, feature films are a little harder to watch than like a half hour sitcom. So true. Which reminds me, great work in Upload, dude. Oh, thanks, man. That was fun. <laughs> That was fun. They they had to cut uh, Wayne and I down a lot more. We were supposed to be in a lot more of it, but hopefully it felt like you were. They were setting it up to be a thing that would happen a lot. They were. They just went so so way over budget. And Greg was so nice about it. He was like personally apologizing to us. And I was like, Hey, man, long as the show gets made, am I still in it? Great. You know. Yeah, and you were in all. Your scene was in all the promotional material. I know. I was so psyched. I was very psyched. 
Yeah. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Um, okay, so let's go to the second call. Love it. Hi, my name is Haley from Maryland. Um, I called to ask for advice. I'm trying to make friends with a possum that started showing up in my backyard. I named him Trash Cat. And we have a lot in common, like we can't get COVID-19 from one another, and we both like to eat garbage food. So I think, you know, we could have a real future. I'm calling to ask if you have any advice for getting closer to him. He seems kind of distant. He'll only come around to eat the food, and then he walks away. And I want to spend more quality time together. So if you have any advice, that would be great. Thanks. Oh, my God. Hey. Oh, man. That's so sweet of you. Haley, I think your name was. Uh Renee, was it Haley? It was Haley. Thank you. Oh, thank, I'm so glad one of the three of us remembered. I know. It's so bad. Uh, uh, wow. That was, that's absolutely kind of, kind of beautiful, that, that, that call. Um, Doug, what are your thoughts about making friends with a possum? Um, <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting one because I don't know how much of that was like her just leaving a fun message. Right. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like maybe I'm, I hope there's a, there really is a possum. Cause I, you know, I do think uh, this, the situation's adorable, mm -hmm. but I think aren't possums like um, unsafe as far as, that's, Should she really be messing around with a possum? That's, that's, well, I think it's, it's in keeping with the theme. It would have to be a distanced <laughs> relationship, you know? It's, yes. like, it's something that I, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting a little food out if you want the mm -hmm. possum to, to have something to eat. But yeah, I mean, I, I grew up where my, we, we, we had a little Jack Russell Terrier that would kill him. And possums are, they're, they have needle teeth. They're, they're scary animals. Uh, and that's, I don't just mean that because they're unattractive, but yeah, it's, it, I do, it's fun. I, I think the thing I, w I wonder about this call is I don't think she necessarily wants to have a relationship with this possum, but she saw a possum in the yard. It's like, I'm going to call about that because I'm thinking about it maybe, you know? Yeah. That, that was, yeah. That, that's my feeling. If it, if it isn't completely sincere. Yeah. Um, if I were her, if I were her, I would jump on the internet and find out what possums eat. So you're not giving the possum something that's bad for the possum. Right. Or something yeah. they won't want anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, like I heard they don't like grapes. Right. And then, um, you know, and just, you know, just do it safely. And like, yeah, pick a spot that's far enough away from the house that you can, you know, wave from a window or something while mm -hmm. the possum en enjoys its food. I don't know if it would just grab it and run off with it. I don't know, I don't know what the possum does if it's more of a... Uh, stay in diner or to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what kind of dining experience they expect? Right. I mean, no. with all the with all the nature's creatures out there now, if, if I recall, you know, when I'm walking down the street now and I run across a squirrel or a bird, they're a little bit more. Uh, they will approach. They're less scared of people yep. because yep. there's less of them now. It's absolutely they, they're in charge, you know, kind of. So yeah, they're they're like they're like pigeons or city squirrels. All yeah. animals are now. They'll so kind of come trying, right up to you. Yeah. So anything I come across, I have been trying harder to befriend it on the spot because it seems easier. You know, yeah. like you can't pet people's dogs when they're out walking them. So you have to settle for squirrels and crows and shit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. 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 But so that's where I'm at with this possum is like, I, I do like the idea of a relationship, but I really, you can't, uh, that thing about it won't give you COVID and you won't give it COVID. I mean, uh, science hasn't really done the work yet to figure out if possums can get it. Well, right. And didn't they say that a, a tiger actually got it? Like a, a tiger got COVID. Some tiger got it. Some dog yeah. somewhere got it. But I don't know. Like, did they spoon feed it to him? I don't know why right. these random animals are getting it. And I think it's just because they're the only animals that have been tested. Mm -hmm. Well, well, and also, <laughs> I remember reading a thing. Uh, you know, I have these weird books that are like, what will, you know, what what would cause the end of all humanity? And I remember the thing that all scientists were kind of like, oh, it'd probably be that, would be if you hybridized an animal virus that could attack human immune systems, which is basically what we're li living through right now. And not to be like, oh, this is the end or anything, but something like this could do it if it was, if it was much more deadly and much more transmittable and all that jazz. But like, it, the worst thing is a virus that can not only attack a human and an animal, you know, it's like because it's that strong and that adaptable. So you don't know. You don't know what that possum has. Like, don't be like that guy who ate that weird animal that started this whole thing off. In the, in yeah, the and you don't, you know, you, you, you mess around with that possum and, and, it, and it bites you or something. Then now you have to, you know, get into the uh, hospital or doctor's system that's already clogged up right now. Yes. And then while you're sitting there in the doctor or the hospital, uh, you know, while you're there, you're going to get COVID. Like it's, it's lose, 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 lose. Like just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. And aren't you like, I, I, I've had, you know, a couple hospital visits with my wife and uh, like not COVID related. And I've it's been, it's been so sterile. It's like, oh, this is my wife. <laughs> <So sterile. laughs> you know, I had no worry, but like, isn't it funny how like now, not that you'd ever want to go to the hospital anyway, but now is not the time to get hurt over something dumb because all it's like all hands on deck for this plague. And if you show up because you did a jackass stunt and you broke your arm, they're going to be like, really, man? I got to set yep. your arm? I got people yeah. dying over there. You know, July 4th is going to be a mess because people are still going to blow their hands off with fireworks. I didn't even think of that. Oh, my God. July. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. I mean, they should start saying it now on TV in cities that have firecracker laws. They should start being very clear. People will be arrested for doing that shit. Because yeah. they just injure themselves all the time. Well, it's kind of like I think we're going back to colonial or Civil War rules. You blow your hand off. It's gone, man. You wrap yeah. up that stump. Get go a to fresh. Cauterize that shit. Drink some bourbon. Walk it off. Pass out. <laughs> That's all you get to do. That's all you get to have. So yeah, I think I think if she wants to put a put a little bowl out, befriend him, but befriend him from afar. How funny would that be if there's somebody outside of the hospital that determines whether you can go in based on whether or not your injury is stupid? What'd you do? No, man. Oh, I'm sorry. It's on the list. We can't, uh, we won't admit anybody who, uh, it's anybody like, who blew off a finger with a firecracker. He's, he's like that you guy, that, the velvet rope guy at Studio 54. No, yeah. you're not getting in. No. Looking him up and down. No.
Next. <laughs> oh, my hand. No, Get man. out of here, sir. Get out of here. I don't know what to tell you. You're not getting in. Yeah. You weren't doing anybody. You weren't trying to help anybody when that happened to your hand. That reminds me. One of those flyovers crashed. A, a flyover to celebrate yeah. the healthcare workers. I mean, is that the most ridiculous? That is not worth dying for. It already, it already was the worst waste of our money. Like all of that money should have gone to testing. Yeah. I mean, that definitely was an order from you know who. Testing, testing food, homeless shelters, hospitals, blah, blah, blah. You name it. So many things. So many things. I know it's important to lift people's spirits, but like the comedians are online doing it all day long. You don't have to do a flyover that's dangerous. We got it. We got it. Give it to give it to give it to ha make all into hazard pay for grocery workers. Put it all yeah. in hazard pay. The plane crashed into somebody's house. Somebody who owns a house just had a plane crash into it for no good reason. It hit. A, I did not know it hit a house. Oh God! And the pilots. The pilot died. I don't think anybody was in it, but like a lady pilot died. Oh Jesus! I didn't mean to say lady pilot like that makes it sadder or something, but it kind of does to me. I don't know, just the way, as in terms of societal, you know. Yeah, that, it is, a, un, it is an unfair a break. And then, yeah, it's unfair to get unfair. In, in the world of men, and then, yeah. then you're the one that gets sacrificed. Oy. Crazy, craziness. Uh, was a bad idea from the start. Okay, let's let's roll the third call then. All right, Bronzy. So, hi, from Portland. Um, 36 year old queer woman, part of a polyamorous cluster, which has been fine up until now, I guess. I have an immunodeficiency, which means that I can't see anyone unless those someone have really, truly quarantined for at least 14 days. Um, and I am concerned that the two people in my poly cluster who I would be fucking slash cuddling slash not crying alone with are maybe not being as honest with me about how safe they are because my doctor, like, looked me dead in the eye and told me this shit would kill me. So it's like a little scary, you know, man? But I'm fucking horny. I'm almost so horny that I don't even care anymore. I went from having like eight lovers a week to, you know, just smiled and should I trust my two polycules who promised me they're being safe enough to come see me or should I just wait it out thank you oh buddy I'm so sorry thank you so much for calling and for sharing this oh man that's hard I mean I I, I gotta go with you if you you gotta go with you gotta go with how you're feeling and if you're feeling like you don't feel like you trust them then just maybe it's kind of time to be a soldier, unfortunately, and go and just tell them, you know, my doctor just said, I can't see you guys now, uh, not for a while. 
Um, yeah. You know, say to them, um, so how would you feel if you lied to me about what you've been up to and then you come over and I get COVID and die? How is that going to make you feel? Yeah, that's, that's perfect, dude. I'm you know, right. and if the person's like, cares about you at, at all. Right. Even just sexually, you know what I mean? Why would you want that person to, to die? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think, I think even if, if, if she says, um, like, like, look, I've just been so paranoid and so scared. Can you, like, are you sure you haven't been anywhere, I've been around anyone or been in a public place where you could have picked up anything that could possibly get to me? If you're 100% certain, maybe I can trust you, you know, but if, because I don't think, I because I think if she puts it the way you put it and the way I put it, I think these people who have been her partners for a while, if they're honest, would be like, okay, well, no, I mean, I did go to, you know, Fred Meyer's yeah. market and was there and wasn't wearing a mask. You know, then right then it's like, all right, cool. We're done. We're done until this thing's over. I mean, it. Yeah. And she needs people. She needs to, if she's going to interact with people, they need to be people that are they're truly like, you know, doing the 14 day thing first. And it sounds like I'm guessing from her description that she's dealing with people that she's pretty sure are just also going out and seeing other people. Yeah. I, I think you that's, know? that's it's not worth the risk. It really isn't. And, and it, with, with when you, when you say quarantine for 14 days, really quarantine for 14 days, not like what you and I are doing where we're possibly taking walks, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're doing our own grocery shopping, you know, uh, really, really doing it. That is hard if you think about just being, you know, uh, I had a friend who, I had a friend who had it and she, and he, excuse me, he stayed in a, in like a room for two weeks that I would, I would be despondent. So yeah. I think it's more, we have this thing in us as human beings and even more so as Americans, cause our whole, our whole shit is Liberty. I do yeah. what I want. Who are yeah. you England? You know, that we have this idea inside of us that we think like, I mean, I think it's cool. You know, like I, I have, I've had a running gag forever with my friends and with my wife where I'll be like, yeah, I think it's fine where it's, it probably isn't. And it's, yeah. just, it's just a running joke about like, if, if like, someone who owes you, owes you money. And you're like, Hey, do you have that 20 bucks? They're like, you know what? I think it's fine, Doug. And you're like, no, can I have my money? I, don't worry about it. I think it's fine. Yeah, don't worry about I think it. it's fine. You owe me money, you know? And to the point, like my, my suit, I got married in under the, under the lapel stitched. It says, yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> my wife would be like, do you lock the back door? Yeah. You know what? I think it's fine. And I'll, I'll still go lock it, but yeah. it's a joke, but you can't yeah. really live like that. You can't have, she can't have those two partners who are like, I think it's fine because they're going to be okay. But she's the one who has to, it's, it's God, what a, what a kick in the ass to not only be uh, a woman who obviously is in charge of, of consent at all times. But on top of that, you have this, this situation where you have to decide on consent for your life. And you, you know, and yeah, it's uh. Oh. It's messed up. It's really messed up because, uh, you know, it's just, it's very similar to the, the whole situation with condoms where mm -hmm. there's a lot of, you know, the man or the woman, usually the man 
you know, convincing her that somehow it's you know, like you say, it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, to have you know, to have unprotected sex, and that's essentially what these what her partners are asking for now is deadly unprotected sexual interaction, and yeah. that's so not cool of them to to put her in that position, and then also. So uncool of whatever created us to make her so horny that she's thinking about yeah taking, taking the chance. Well, and it's and I think it's like that's how that's how important procreation is in our dumb human brains. Is right. that got to get it? Got to get it. it. You got to. But it, it's also <laughs> it's also I think it's wrapped up in all the horniness is also just a need to be held a need to be to hold someone to she said that cuddling and crying together like yeah. you know mm -hmm. and, like and you're saying earlier facetime isn't cutting it nope no nope. people isn't. really do need to be together together they, they really do, do need to be together and and to th those i'm sure those two people very care about her very much i'm sure they do and that's probably why they don't want to be you know, robbed of her. I, I read this article that was because supposedly people have really you know, the, some relatives that are just like, no, I'm coming to see you. And these people have to lock their doors and tell their kids, you can't see grandma. And grandma's like, oh, let me in, let me in. And they're like, yeah. oh, you'll die. And there was this whole beat by beat uh, article about what to say to your, your, your parents as a grown person. Yeah, like they demand to see their grandkids. So I don't know how pushy her her two lovers are being, but they might be like, like, no, I love you. What do you mean I can't see you? You're denying me that. And yeah. I mean, you and I, in a sense, are kind of painting them as villains. But the fact that this person is is wondering whether she can trust them, and sincerely wondering, she doesn't sound paranoid to me. You know, it makes me kind of think that those people are are being like you know, uh, they're, they're unafraid of the unseen. Like, well, most like a lot, a lot of people are taking that attitude. It's just like, well, it hasn't got me and it's not going to get me. And it's like, well, how, you don't know that. And you don't know, you know, there's, it's so complicated. And in her case, I also feel like, you know, uh, those people that want to get together with her, they might, she's got a, fragile immune system so she's clearly not going out much or or doing any kind of like job outside of her home right but these people that she's talking about these other women they may still have jobs you know what mm -hmm. i mean they may still like go out jogging every day right you know what i mean who knows what joggers are out there all day every day with no masks on it's just mm -hmm. like i guess if you're a jogger that's like your free pass to be the worst be worse than the people that are out walking their dogs or walking slowly because right. you're constantly spitting and pushing your shit out into <laughs> air where it lingers for eight minutes while you're gone running away from it and could land in the face of somebody who has a low immune system and, and it could kill them. Like it's just, you know, that's the other thing is these, if she does, she's got to find someone that wants to quarantine on their own first. Right. And then join her and not leave. The two of them stay quarantined together. That's really then they, it. You know, then they can have all the sex and cuddling they want. But then they get sick of each other and they were polyamorous. So they both have multiple partners. But I think it's I think it's one of those things where maybe put the poly, polyamorous thing on on pause and see if mm -hmm. one or both those people will just 
stay with her. And they probably or, or I know she's super horny, but you know, a friend or a relative can accomplish the cuddling and crying parts. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's somebody she could quarantine with, that also might make things better. That's true. And you'd kind of just have to sneak off to do your satisfy your horniness, but you would have you would have that human connection, which I think would would certainly lessen a lot of the a lot of the pain, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, I see roommate situations all the time. In fact, like a lot of times when I see people walking down the street, they're clearly not a couple. I'm always just like, oh, they must live together. Ooh, so they're kind of going by the rule that since we're together all the time, we can also yep. go places together. But then they're often not wearing masks. So I, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, I just, people can't, everybody, people pick one thing like six feet or a mask or stay home or, you know what I mean? They'll just sort of pick a thing and then and then do everything else however they feel like you know and mm -hmm. there's, there's just too many rules in this thing there's too much to you know keep track of yeah it's it's you know because also it keeps getting it keeps changing every day they keep learning more and more about it mm -hmm. people are some people are just sitting on what they learned six weeks ago exactly they it stopped i mean i've i've overheard people being like well i don't watch the news and then in the next breath though they go you know what i think it is yeah, you know, and there's too much of us that are doing that for sure. Yeah, it's a it's really warm out today. I think I bet you it's like gonna it's dissipating and we don't have to worry about it. That was that was my favorite. the The hot weather will burn it off. It's like it's raging in Indonesia. There's never not hot weather. Yeah, there. yeah. No one has ever gotten any kind of sickness, flu, colds in the summertime. Nope. Because the heat just kills all that stuff. Yeah, and the beach life. You know, people. People this summer cold are just hypochondriacal pussies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone knows that. The heat should have taken care of it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your problem? Yeah. Go, you're sick, go lay on the beach. You'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, I hope that helped her out. And uh, God. I hope so too. I don't know. I mean, all of the questions were really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad they are reaching out to someone because they all, uh need to talk to somebody about these things yeah and and i hope they all do the right thing i think everybody here has has uh you know the opportunity to make good choices or bad choices absolutely well you you gave a lot of wisdom and actually uh to, had a bong rip between callers which i, I enjoyed watching that was great that you that yeah you, i just uh you know you just don't know the policy on some, some shows i don't know if oh, live, live it up <laughs> be, be a human being i am pro yeah. i am I am pro. I just go over here. On harmful drugs. Oh, I thought it was great because you had the bong and you ripped it out and then you put it back. Yeah. And like, of course, the the marijuana summoned the call of the woman making friends with a possum, as it does. So that was, you know, that was perfect. That was perfect timing. Yeah. What did you? I hope you had a good time on the podcast. I did. I did okay. have a good time. Cool. Uh, well, I'm looking forward. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Looking forward to coming on uh, Douglas Movies um, in a in a in a couple weeks. I think it is that I'm coming on. Yeah, I'm psyched. Super soon. I'm psyched that you're still doing stuff on Zoom. I think we all need to keep each other sane during this this time of being horses with no legs. Yeah, no, that's my uh, that's my bottom line advice to everybody listening or watching is uh, to you know just keep yourself busy, you know, and and uh, yeah, try to enjoy it. In, in spite of it you know like yeah 
when I'm outside and I hear somebody laughing really hard, I get kind of annoyed, like, what? Hey, hey calm down. Can't be having that <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, especially in our world doing this stuff, you know, I think everybody needs to laugh. And so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a nice release, you know, you ain't lying, man. That's exactly how I feel. You know, we got, we have to, we have to find the happy moments in it, you know, to get, to get through. Cause it's, you can help as, as much as you possibly can, but at the same time, it's not helping anyone. If you just, you stay massively depressed all the time and yeah. And yeah, worry, no, little, worry, little, little light. Yeah. A little light. Don't let your imagination get the best of you. There's, the fact that we there's a lot we don't know is a bad and a good thing because we might learn some cool shit in the coming weeks. Who knows? You know? I don't know, man. But so I, like, I like leaving this on an up note. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, <laughs> thanks again, man. I'll talk to you soon, Doug. Thanks for being on the yeah, show. Yeah, dude. Thank you. You got it. And thanks to all the callers who called in. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Bye. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.